Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to this special five-part podcast series sponsored by Affiliated Monitors, which celebrates Affiliated Monitors' 15 years in business as the first entity specializing in independent integrity monitoring. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in nearly 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this podcast series sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. For this five-part series of everything you've wanted to know about monitors but were afraid to ask, I'm joined by Jay Rosen, the Vice President of Business Development and Monitoring Specialist at Affiliated Monitors. This series, we introduce the role of an independent integrity monitor and corporate monitorships, discuss both the pre-settlement and post-resolution monitorships and their different applications. We list out some of the considerations a company should take in hiring a monitor and conclude with costs around monitorships, how to prepare for them and how to keep them reasonable. It is a great primer on independent integrity monitors and corporate monitorships. I know you will enjoy it going forward. In this episode two, we consider the use of monitors in the post-resolution phase of an enforcement action. This podcast series is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Jay Rosen, Mr. Monitors, Vice President and Business Development and Monitoring Specialist at Affiliated Monitors for part part two of our five-part exploration of everything you always wanted to know about monitors but were afraid to ask. In this part two, we take a look at post-resolution monitorships. Jay, first of all, uh, welcome back. Thanks, Tom. Look forward to jumping into part two. Jay, I think many people are aware of monitorship, certainly our audience from the compliance perspective around the FCPA, but I was wondering if you could maybe start off with some words about the FCPA context for monitorships and how they've been used uh, for quite some time now. Sure. So um, what we're going to specifically talk about today is a post-resolution monitorship, and it's essentially a situation where a government agency, you know, within the FCPA context, the DOJ or the SEC, uh, and basically they uh, agree in the course of settling a dispute or a matter between two entities that the regulator will use a monitor to ensure that specific conditions of the settlement agreement are met. And in most cases, an independent third party is engaged for this purpose. So a post-resolution monitorship are well known through the FCPA, and surprisingly, many compliance practitioners are not aware that the post-resolution monitorship can be used in a much wider practice than FCPA. Other kinds of enforcement scenarios, excuse me, scenarios could involve state attorney generals that are perhaps investigating and settling cases with companies involved in consumer protection or even civil rights cases. 
state regulatory boards, medical boards, and other types of licensing institutions, and various states could sign agreements that again require a monitor to ensure that conditions are being satisfied. And of course, there are situations where there is a court-ordered enforcement as a result of a settlement, and a monitor is required to report to the court on both of the parties' compliance with the agreement. Jay, how does a consent decree uh, work into the post-resolution monitorship, or perhaps to flip it another way, how does a monitor work with a uh, consent decree going forward? Uh, Monitorships have been employed in antitrust scenarios to ensure compliance uh, with consent degrees, but also with the Federal Trade Commission or the Federal Communications Commission and approved merger conditions. A concrete example of this would be the merger between DirecTV and ATT. In that case, the monitor was charged with reviewing and assessing compliance with certain merger conditions. There was no enforcement action here and no wrongdoing, but a mutual recognition by all parties involved for the need of a truly independent third party to assess compliance and acquisition conditions. One thing about the post-resolution monitorship that if viewed as a tool for compliance, a wider variety of uses can be envisioned. In the FCPA world, we have seen shareholder actions brought against boards of directors and companies for failing in their duties to put compliance programs in place. Occasionally, these actions are resolved before the conclusion of an FCPA investigation or of an enforcement action. Jay, how does a post-resolution monitorship uh, perhaps differ from a pre-settlement monitorship. And then I was wondering if you had some thoughts on the impact of uh, the two types of monitorships. So um, I want to go back again to that example I just mentioned about a shareholder action. And if you had a post-settlement monitorship for this, both the findings of the monitor and the monitor's report could potentially help the recalcitrant company under the FCPA corporate enforcement policy. In such a scenario, a post-resolution monitorship could have the impact of a pre-settlement monitorship. Often, a monitor would come in and collect information on both parties, and matters such as consumer protection issues, affiliated monitors has performed monitorships where state agencies have investigated consumer protection, with AMI coming in as a secret shopper to determine whether an organization is in fact doing what is supposed to be doing with regard to its agreement. Jay, one of the phrases that I'm most um, use when I talk about the legal profession and the compliance profession is you're only limited by your imagination. And given the breadth and scope of the types of monitorships that Affiliated Monitors has engaged in over its 15 years of existence, it seems to me that that phrase is actually apropos for monitorships as well. And I was wondering if if you could uh, maybe detail a little bit of how AMI has used its monitorship approach in areas that we really haven't even thought about as ripe for monitorships. Yeah, it's a great question, Tom. And uh, as you've heard often, my colleague Vin DiCiani, who founded Affiliated Monitors 15 years ago, he usually says that we've only scratched the surface in terms of different applications and uses of independent, credible third parties to facilitate resolutions of disputes. There are also numerous ways where a third party can be engaged to help a client resolve 
issues with a regulator. And as we've seen over this past 15 years, the number of ways is almost infinite or at the very least limited to your imagination. Uh, the bottom line is that there is certainly no finite number of categories for the post-resolution monitorship. They can be used in a wide variety of ways to help facilitate not only resolution of or enforcement actions, but also compliance with a wider variety of cares, concerns, and issues. And the way that VIN kind of created this construct is there's something that we go back to in about 2008, 2009, the Morford Memo. And this basically uh, talks about how you can use a monitor, how you go about selecting them, and what Finn was doing when he founded Affiliated Monitors was he was representing chiropractic clients that got into issues with the regulator. And Vin felt that the uh, what the regulator had imposed on the chiropractors was too onerous. And he took the construct of the Morford Memo and said, would this be a solution to help the doctor get back in the good graces of the regulator? He spoke to the client spoke to the regulator and they started doing this and this was all this was 749 monitorships ago and now this is standard operating procedure that affiliated monitors can come in either on a pre-settlement or a post-settlement basis and help parties reach consensus with affiliated monitors working as the independent oversight uh, entity to help come to a resolution. Yeah, your colleague Eric Feldman really uses a phrase that has always stuck with me, and it struck me the first time I heard it, which is an independent integrity monitor. And I was wondering if you could give uh, a couple of thoughts as to the first two words in that phrase, independent and integrity, and why you think an affiliated monitor thinks that phrasing is so important. It's a great question, Tom. It really is the cornerstone and the bedrock of the company uh, that you know we founded. And when we say independent, we mean that we are not affiliated with the company in any other way than doing monitoring. We are not providing e-discovery or forensic services. We have not been in there in any other manner until we begin this engagement. This independence allows us to take a dispassionate view at what's at hand, and then we are able to fairly negotiate both the needs for the regulator and the needs for the client. And we are not in there to say, gotcha, we're not in there to extend what our mandate is. We are there to help the company come to terms with its settlement. And our independence, we feel, uniquely positions us within that almost like seesaw of regulation and justice. So that really addresses the independent part of the equation. And we feel that you need to come in with that independence in order to start off with a clean say and help build a roadmap for your clients moving forward. Yeah, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I've been visiting today with uh, Jay Rosen, the Vice President of Business Development and Monitoring Specialist at Affiliated Monitors. I hope you'll join us tomorrow where we take a look at the power of the pre-settlement monitorship. Jay, I look forward to continuing the conversation. I hope you'll join us tomorrow for part three where we discuss the power of a pre-settlement monitorship. For additional reading, see Jay Rosen's article, What is a Post-Resolution Monitorship? 
on Corporate Compliance Insights. For more information on Affiliated Monitors, visit their website, and we've linked to both Jay's article and Affiliated Monitors in the show notes. This special five-part podcast series on everything you wanted to know about monitors but were afraid to ask is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.